Matt Sullivan here to remind you to stop putting screens on your gutters. Better to schedule a free estimate with the local experts at Gutter Helmet so you stay off the ladder. Visit GutterHelmetIndy.com. With Gutter Helmet, you'll never clean your gutters again. GutterHelmetIndy.com. My name is Nigel Jason Hammer right over there. We'll go to the drivehubler.com hotline and bring on investigative journalist for the Daily Signal, Tony Kennett, and host of the Tony Kennett Show uh, weekends here on 93 WIBC. Tony, how are you? Stellar, guys. How are you doing? Let's start with um, Randy Weingarten. Unfortunately, oh, we, we must. <laughs> he, uh, so the Supreme Court is looking at the constitutionality of Joe Biden's student debt forgiveness program, right? And it doesn't look right. like it's going to go well for Joe Biden and the administration. So uh, Randy Weidengarten, head of the teachers union, is out running her mouth. And uh, let me just play a segment of what she was saying, uh, complaining that the Supreme Court is even thinking about declaring this uh, unconstitutional. And frankly, and this is what really pisses me off, during the pandemic, we understood that small businesses were hurting. And we helped them. And it didn't go to the Supreme Court to challenge it. Big businesses were hurting, and we helped them, and it didn't go to the Supreme Court to challenge it. All of a sudden, when it's about our students, they challenge it, the corporations challenge it, the student loan lenders challenge it. That is not right, that is not fair, and that is what we are fighting as well when we say, cancel student debt. I'm sorry I had to put you through that. Good too, Lord. Tony. Uh, but so, uh, your initial thoughts uh, there. Uh, so uh, the, the two things. Number one, last week we were talking about protesters that made a mockery of themselves. And if you guys remember last week when I was on with you two, or, or well, when I was on with, with Jason, there was this there's this uh, idea of getting in front of everyone and screaming like a, an idiot and acting like that convinces anyone. Well, here you go. So I guess that, you know, the whole screaming nonsense is supposed to work this time. But my my favorite part of this and the second part here is that you can tell she loses her way halfway through. Like even she doesn't know what point she's trying to make. No one challenged it then. And they um, but but we're here fighting today. (laughs) But but you know what? And she's comparing apples to oranges. The reason uh, the government handed out so much money is because they forced us to shut down. Yeah, and and nobody nobody forced you to take out a predatory student loan, which also needs to be looked at as a separate issue. But but nobody told these kids, uh, hey, you have to take this loan. And it's not as though we're just talking about student loans that were taken during the COVID pandemic, which even in that situation, student loan payments were suspended anyway. So now we're going to forgive them as a measure of the emergency. Like none of this makes sense. It doesn't actually function in any logistical conversation. Uh, But this is just something that the left really, really wants. And they'll use any excuse they can to get it. Tony, you worked as a STEM educator with IPS for a number of years as a whole. What do teachers think of Randy Weingarten? Because she's the head of the biggest teachers union in the United States. And to me, it seems like she's only in this for herself. She's going to Ukraine. She's ranting and raving like a lunatic. She doesn't even have any kids. She just wants to enhance her (laughs) own brand. What do teachers think? 
a lot of teachers just can't stand her. They can't stand her. They can't stand Becky Pringle, who's in charge of the uh, uh, NEA. That's what the ISTA is a part of. Uh, the teachers that are a part of the AFT here in the state of Indiana, there's this collective eye roll that happens in a lot of rooms when someone quotes her or plays a video by her. Uh, they know that, that she's just taking a lot of their money and running around and preening and posturing with it. It's not something that helps them, but uh, this is one of the myriad of things they have to deal with every day that's stupid and nonsensical. So this is just par for the course. And the student debt forgiveness program that Biden wants, that he completely circumvented Congress and, and you know signed this executive order, really pushing the limits. What do you, what do you think is going to happen? Um, what do you think the Supreme Court's going to say here in this situation? Uh, it's unconstitutional. The, pres- the president does not have the authority to make financial decisions. He doesn't. The, uh, per- the purse of the American economy lies in Congress. It always has. Um, that's the way this country has been run since Alexander Hamilton was looking at the federalist aspects of doing so. So I don't know what Biden thinks that he's actually going to accomplish here. Really, it's just a political move to well, make it yeah, look like he's, he's buying for the little guy. He's buying votes. It's, it's a vote buying scheme, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. He's just I mean, in, in a large uh, circumstance and instead of ways, states have tried to do this before. Well, they'll sign these actions that they know are going to get struck down uh, in order just to, to kind of garner support for a political party. In Biden's case, he's, he's so desperately trying to stay relevant uh, when he thinks that the majority of the country is in favor of this program. Uh, when data shows that the country is not, a lot of people don't want to pay for someone's dance theater major degree. <laughs> Tony Kennett joining us of the Daily Signal and the Tony Kennett Show. Uh, Tony, let's bring it here to Indy because it was a big night last night at the Indiana General Assembly. A couple bills making it out of the Indiana Senate. Let's start with, I believe it's Senate Bill 480. This is the bill that's got the ACLU's panties in a complete wad <laughs> that states Ew. that minors can't have gender-changing surgery or puberty blockers until they turn 18. Uh, that's a good bill. Uh, if you're a minor, your body systems are developing. There has been no physiological study, not one, that shows that it is a good thing long term for you to mutilate your endocrine system. That's what uh, regulates your hormones or your reproductive system. Uh, and I don't really need to tell you what that does. So we've seen a large number of individuals, quote unquote, detransitioning in their early 20s and 30s and talking about the amount of regret that they have. They felt pressured into lopping off their breasts or their penis. And they they talk about how they'll never be able to have kids, they'll never be able to feel normal, and they regret it. So what the Indiana Senate is doing and saying, look, you're a minor, you don't have the faculties mentally to be making these massive, huge decisions, you need to wait until you're an adult. And by the way, this is not uncommon, you have to wait to uh, smoke uh, you have to wait to drink until you're legally an adult. Messing up your body's systems any other way uh, should also be prevented from minors, regardless of parental permission. It's never a good thing to abuse your kids. We were talking about this a little bit earlier. Imagine if you're somebody that had been in a coma for a number of years, and you wake up, and the first story you see is that the ACLU is upset that 10-year-olds can't chop off their cranks anymore. This is the interesting Good thing. Lord. People say that there's a slippery slope fallacy uh, that, oh, you know, these Republicans are just saying that this is, you know, things are just going to get worse and worse. OK, well, this is a prime example of them. Ten years ago, we didn't have to say, hey, don't cut off your kids' organs. 
Now we're having this argument. I'm amazed that there are individuals who actually believe this stuff. It's wild. And another bill that went through the Indiana Senate last night, I believe, is Senate Bill 12. And this is the banning of pornographic and extremely negative materials in classrooms and libraries and schools. Yeah, genderqueer shouldn't be in the classroom. I'm sorry. It, it, it's a terrible book. Books like it are terrible. Books that focus on uh, pornographic content as a positive thing, that focus on minors having sex as a good thing, that's bad. Uh, a lot of progressives fire back and say, but sex is mentioned in the Bible, and OCU wanting to, <laughs> to ban the Bible from schools, libraries. Uh, yeah, that's because when the Bible talks about sex, it says, uh, A, don't be stupid, B, be married, and uh, C, it doesn't go into detail about out uh all of the weird nonsensical ways humans have created to be really disturbing since then uh and by the way the bible is also not curriculum in schools uh so as far as pornographic content like genderqueer absolutely and definably is that shows uh, minors giving oral sex to old men uh and very Ooh. graphically so uh, no that shouldn't be in schools and if you really think it should be in school libraries uh please stay away from me and my children are there anything in these bills about the you know the the gender affirming um and, you know i'm not telling the parents about how uh their their son or daughter wants to be called him her or anything like that well coming from the house it was just passed uh, by the house heading over to the senate hb 1608 uh inside the uh there's an amendment uh, with that bill that says schools are not allowed to withhold information like that from parents in fact they have to get parental permission so the uh interesting thing about this bill is that it would actually prevent situations that are going on around the state in new prairie up near south bend uh at south madison um at pendleton there's a lot of situations where uh, the stuff that you're talking about is a very needful bill is that the bill where morons who haven't read the bill are calling it the don't say gay bill uh yeah that's the truth two pages it says nothing about not saying gay and yet that's the headline everywhere from wthr to indy star and you see young kids doing this too like there are high school kids organizing their fight back against indiana's don't say gay bill and without being grumpy old man i just want to look at these kids and go all right we'll help you fight back if you can show us where specifically it says don't say gay uh, as far as student activism is concerned, I remember after uh, there was uh, a shooting that, that occurred in Florida, um, all of the students in our school and a lot of other schools were going to have a day where they were going to walk out. And, with, and, and without asking any of the staff, talking to any of the staff, they just got up from my room, uh, not all of my students, many of my students, went and sat in the hallways. And it was really brave and stunning, and they all sat out in the hallways to protest something i guess and they came back in and they were all <laughs> smug and i said hey guys uh, here's a quick question when there's a school shooting where's the least safe place to be in a building and one of the kids went the hallway and i was like yeah where did you guys just tell everyone in the country you were going to be sitting for these 15 minutes of the day and another kid was like the hallway yeah so i i don't really think student activism thinks anything through so i i'm, I'm sure this is just going to be another excellent case of kids who think they know everything not knowing anything. Tony, we got just a couple minutes left here. Uh, Non-education news. Well, maybe it is, because Lori Lightfoot of Chicago, she was somebody that would bump heads with the education officials in Chicago. She will no longer be the mayor of Chicago. She finished a distant third in the 
preliminary runoff. election last night did not qualify for the runoff election. So what are your thoughts on Lori Lightfoot? Congratulations to her promotion at Waffle House. Uh, that, that would be the first thing. Uh, number two, uh, Chicago is a mess. I, I love how she replied this morning uh, that her not getting elected, basically other Democrats beating her out in, in this runoff, uh, was a result of racism and sexism and other isms. Uh, it, it's, it's really quite amazing. Well, she, I, she's she, a terrible she, play, mayor. she played the race card, but the other guy to beat her is black. Nigel, no, see, it's a culture <laughs> of white supremacy. So it doesn't matter if a different black person wins. It's a culture. See, it's, it's systemic. You're just unlearned. Explain to me, though, how places like San Francisco, as liberal as you can find anywhere in America, they can wake up and vote out their ridiculous DA. Chicago, as liberal as anywhere in America, can say no to their current mayor. New Orleans are trying to, for a recall there. But yet, here in yep. Indianapolis, we keep electing the same zeros to office. Why haven't we figured it out yet, Tony? Uh, the biggest thing that liberals in Indianapolis like to lean on when it comes to keeping their office is that there's always someone higher up that's a Republican to pass the blame to. So Hogsett can have, you know, the record numbers of murder. We can have horrible roads. We can have uh, civilians of all kinds who are, are terrified in the streets. And yet, oh, well, Governor Holcomb's a Republican, and that's the real reason that the city's terrible. Grr. And, and so nothing ever changes, and people keep getting shot and then catch a flat on the way to the emergency room so you don't think this is a harbinger of, of things to come uh in indianapolis uh, seeing a, a horrible mayor like Lori lightfoot the public school systems are a disaster crime through the roof somewhat of the same thing happening here in indianapolis do you think this is um, a sign of uh, a possible change in indy I sure hope it is. But at this present time, I'm still looking at a lot of Indianapolis Democrats who still believe that trying the exact same thing for the 38th time in a row is going to make a difference. If anybody wants to continue this conversation or read any of your works, where can they go, my friend? You can always head over to DailySignal.com and look up my work, or you can catch me on Twitter at TheTonus. And when's your show? Oh, it's on Saturdays at 1 to 3. I always forget I have to start advertising that. <laughs> <laughs> the Tony Kennett Show this Saturday, Thanks. 1 to 3, here in 93 WIBC. Tony, thank you. Thanks, guys. It's the Hammer and Nigel Show.